welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 200. And 90, Cameron's second Tennessee turkey. And I am your co host and the guy who is excitedly packing his bags. I am your co host and the guy who's sulking in misery. Why are you sulking? Because I don't know. I have a hotel reserved in Minnesota, but the weather looks absolutely horrible for those three days. So I just, I don't know that I can justify driving up there to hunting thunderstorms constantly. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go. I'm going to give it, I have till tomorrow to cancel free cancellation on the hotel. So, tomorrow's it. You know, if I do go, my wife's going to go with me. I think it's going to be a fun trip, but it's just not looking likely. And it's kind of depressing because if I don't go, that means it's probably over for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but I can't get too down. I had a great year and I'll get to live vicariously through you as y'all go put it on them. Yeah. And hopefully it doesn't rain too much because if it rains while I'm there, then and while I'm hunting, then there will be no recordings. Mm, that's a good point. Well, I think you're going to have some rain maybe for the weekend, but it looks kind of spotty. So you should have some times where it's not. Here's the thing. With the forecast that I've been looking at, it looks like for the three days that I'm planning on being Wisconsin, it's going to rain all three days there. Then when I leave there and go to Minnesota, it looks like it's going to rain all three days there. And then when I leave and go to Michigan, it looks like it's going to rain all three days there as well. So (laughs) I may be completely waterlogged by the time I come back. You should be an expert rain turkey hunter by that point. (laughs) I should be. Luckily, those states, you know, you're not having to go hunt a national forest that doesn't have any fields. A lot of the public opportunities and private opportunities in those areas are going to have fields. So, yeah, you know, you should be able to still have some success in the rain. It's just probably not going to be as fun. Oh, it'll be fun. (laughs) It will be fun. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good time. Can't wait to see some pictures. Yeah, yeah. So today we are 303 days, 12 hours, 41 minutes, and 28 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. And we are, I don't know how many days from Tennessee opening day because I'm, I'm hoping they change the season. Personally, I am. So, 
and our season dates are kind of different. It's usually the Saturday closest to April 1, I believe is how they do it. Hmm. But I'm hoping they're going to push it back a week. That's just a personal thing that I'm hoping for. So we'll, we'll see what, how it goes. Once they release dates, I'll start my countdown. But I know we're a good long ways from it. I don't want to disclose it because it might make me choke up a little bit here on the show. Yeah, yeah. It's a long way off. So is that on the agenda for the powers that be at the DNR to move the season back? They haven't really said it, and but I listened to the commission meeting. They did seem to have some concern with the current regulation, so I wouldn't doubt if something changes, but who knows? They might not change a thing, but they did seem they were entertaining the idea of trying to save more turkeys after a 40,000-kill year in Tennessee, which is ridiculous, and you know a lot of those were jakes and bearded hens. So it might be more of a reduction in bag limit. It might be a reduction in jake harvest, or they might move the season. I don't know. But the season hasn't been released yet. I know that much. Yeah. So Very I'm cool. not going to do a countdown because I'm holding my breath. And I've been emailing the commission, if any of those people listen to this, this podcast. You've been getting emails from me quite often. Y'all need to talk to Mike Chamberlain. I've sent him everything I can from the guy. And I've told him he needs to literally speak to the commission. So hold my breath on that. That's going to happen as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. So hopefully something will pan out with that for you guys in Tennessee. And speaking of Tennessee, we've got your second wild turkey harvest in Tennessee coming up today. Yes, we do. And it was a fun one. And he was very wild. There was no tameness about him. So before we get into that, do you want to take care of our little bit of housekeeping we have? Yes. So as promised, we're nearing the end of the owl hooting contest. We're taking no further submissions and we have our two finalists. And Ooh, at this point, two. yes. So at this point, all that we lack is getting Preston on the phone and letting him cast his vote on the two finalists. And then the two of us will cast our votes. And unless I can't do math correctly, with three of us voting, somebody's got to win. So our two finalists are... Do you want to release that today or you want to make them wait? That is the million-dollar question, Cameron. We can make them wait. We'll make them wait. We have two finalists. Oh, you're killing them. Man, you're, you're tough. I'm a tough guy. What can I say? I hold the power right now, and I'm not releasing the info. So instead, while you're all sweating, wondering if you're one of the two, we're going to tell you about a turkey getting whacked in Tennessee. I think that's right. a good way to hold them over. What do you think? I think so. Well, let's get into it. I want to tell let's you my it. story, because you haven't heard the audio yet, and you have heard a very brief story on it, but you haven't heard all the details. Yeah, I want to hear it all. Absolutely. So, Kind of describe this piece of property. Hard, mostly hardwoods. Yeah, hardwood so it's pine a, mix fields. What's what's the yeah? Deal? So there's a there's a hardwoods. Pretty much, it's a ridge that runs north south, and there's some creek fingers that feed up to it. And in the middle is probably a three to four year old cutover kind of area. You know, super thick. It's probably a couple acres in size. Pretty big little block and surrounded by hardwoods, and then there's a pine thicket back in there. And to the east side, 
is a cattle farm that I do not have permission to hunt. And I know it actually does get hunted by others. So luckily they weren't there on the same day I was because the turkeys may have made their way out there. But I went in and set up. So pre-season, I had scouted this area. Again, this is, I killed my first turkey of the season last year in the same block of woods. It just is a typical honey hole for me. And I kind of follow a uh, personal rule of if I kill a bird in, in a block of woods, public, private, doesn't matter. If I kill a bird on a certain piece of property, I'm done there. I'm not hunting that piece of property again for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And that's just what I've always kind of done. And I think it's paid off because every year I can go back to those same areas and there's typically a turkey in there. And, you know, there have been times where I'm like, heck, I could kill all four of my birds right here, you know, <laughs> but yeah. rather not because there's probably somebody else, you know. I have brothers that also hunt the private lands we hunt. Lord knows plenty of other people are hunting the public lands. So I want to just harvest my one bird and then move 10, 20, 30, 40 miles from that spot and kill another one. And that strategy's worked out good for me, and I feel like I'm not negatively impacting a turkey population myself at that point. So I killed my first bird here last year. There was multiple other gobblers in there, so I went back to listen in there before season and heard two turkeys gobbling together and had a bunch of hens with them. And so killed my first bird opening day, didn't have any luck on Sunday, and then on Monday I went to this place. So this is the third day of the season. And just decided I'm going to slip in there and set up right by where they roosted the time I came in here to scout. So I sat down. It's a good ridge top, good spot to listen anyway. And I thought, you know, who knows? It's obviously a roosting area. Who knows if they'll be using it today or not. But Hmm. it's my best odds, in my opinion, at this point. And I should be able to hear them from this spot. So I sat down and was there very early and started getting light. And boom, they gobble right there. So we're going to play that clip of the very early morning session, and then we'll move forward with the story. Awesome. I look forward to hearing that. So here is day three of Tennessee's turkey season. All right. Listen in closely, guys. We'll see you here in a minute.
All right, so that was some early, early morning gobbles. And yeah. so what you heard, I mean, the Tweety birds aren't even awake at this point. It was early. And then you hear after he gobbles the first time, I move immediately to reposition to a better spot. So I moved closer. As I've talked about before, this was a before work hunt, so I could, I'm very aggressive before work. Yeah. And I moved up really tight on this bird. I mean, he, he was probably 120, 130 yards, but that's tight day three of the season. How, you know, there's no leaves. How light is it at this point? Oh, it is dark. Okay. I mean, like we're talking, you know, the Cardinals, none of the other birds are awake. Yeah. I think you can hear one Tweety bird who's awake and you hear him pretty good. And then you hear me move up. You hear the leaves crunching, move up. And as soon as I sit down, an owl, like, I don't know if that owl saw me or heard me or what, but something provoked him to hoot really perfectly. And then they cut him off again. So they gobble. And we're going to go through kind of a long pause, which I won't make y'all sit with, but there's a long pause. They gobbled like two to three times really early. And then it's like they went back to sleep for a little 15 minute power nap. Hmm. And then the woods started waking up again. So everything comes to life. A third turkey that you cannot hear in the audio starts gobbling way, way, way off. And they start kind of shouting back and forth with him. So in this portion, I actually throw some tree calls out there at him. And it wasn't long after the tree calls, you'll hear somebody's coming down. So we'll jump in. This is kind of on the roost talk. And then... We'll cut in here, and I'll kind of explain what the situation looks like after the birds fly down. All right, cool.
right. All right. Hang so on. they're down. I got a question to ask you. Okay. Did you hear the hens calling before you tree called? No. The hens, to this point, I have no knowledge that they're there. They were there two weeks earlier, but on this particular morning, I have no knowledge that there's a hen around. They never made a sound. Okay. And when the birds pitched down, they pitched straight towards me. And I mean, I look like, you know, Bill grin starts coming over my face. You know, the two gobblers just flew down towards me and they're coming. I mean, it's like, wow, you know, textbook, here we go. Easy morning. I'm planning breakfast out. I'm like, man, I'm going to have four eggs here in about a half hour. I'll be able to get me a nap in before work. I mean, this is great. Mm -hmm. So this is where they fly down as you heard in the last clip, and we're about to go through some calling sequences. I was real conservative on the front end, purrs, clucks, some whines, and they gobbled a few times, and then the mistress had to join in. Mm -hmm. And more turkeys start flying down, and so hens start pitching down all over the freaking place. Those floozies. Oh, yeah. I mean, just, they're not good old you know old-fashioned women like i am but they start flying down and one of them in particular was really talking some nasty stuff to these gobblers and so i you know i succumbed to her level and started shouting back with her and the hens started leaving so at this point the gobblers were 70 yards from me well one of the gobblers just immediately goes with them and they start heading out the, the field, the, the cattle farm. Mm -hmm. And the other gobbler, he was really interested in me. He walked up to 65, 70 yards, strutting. And you'll hear in the audio, one bird obviously is getting further, and the other one, when he gobbles with him, is like right on top of me. Yeah. So he sticks around, and then it's like finally he's looking, he's looking. You know, I don't have any decoys, anything like that. So he's looking. Finally, he's like, yeah, I'm going with them. Mm -hmm. So we'll play that part. So this is after the birds have flown down is where we're picking up right here. So they just flew down. All right. Listening closely, guys. We'll see you here in a minute.
got a paw with me. Alright, so the birds are easing off, so they have left. So I got up, as you heard, I reposition. We're going to play a clip right here. It's a quick little clip that I'm going to play from my second setup. I called up a hen at this setup. I can see the gobblers in the field that I cannot hunt, and they're strutting with a bunch of hens. I called up a hen. We had some conversation. The turkeys are gobbling in the background faintly, and then they start returning to their original position. So here's that part. All right, I moved. They've gobbled at me twice, but they still got all those hens. I might try gobbling at him here in a second.
Okay. Setup two didn't work. Again, turkeys came within ADR. Hang on. So how far was setup two from setup one? All right, that's all that we've got for you guys for the free portion of this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you would like to hear the rest of this week's hunt with Cameron in Tennessee, then you will either A, need to go to theturkeyhunterpodcast.com and look for episode number 290 P. S. That stands for Premium Single. And you can buy this week's episode in its entirety for 99 cents. It's a good way to test drive the premium content that we have for you guys every week. And it will give you this hunt in its entirety. And it's a good one to listen to. The other way that you can hear the rest of this week's episode is to become a premium subscriber. And you do that by texting the word turkey hunter text that to the number 44222 after you do that you're going to receive a series of instructions from me and eventually i'm going to email you a link that you can click on where you can create your username and password on the podbean application and pay the 18 dollars per year subscription for the premium content of the turkey hunter podcast your 18 dollars will get you not only the rest of this week's episode with Cameron, but it will get you the premium content for all of our past episodes as well as a premium content for the next 52 weeks. Cameron and I do not think you'll be disappointed with an $18 investment and all of the information that's going to be available to you and all of the extra hunts that you're going to be able to listen to, tons and tons of great content that are locked up under the premium subscription that you'll have access to at that point. Very cool, man. Well, that's awesome. Congratulations on that bird, and thank you for sharing that hunt with us. That was fun. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. So do you have a calling tip for the week? I'll tell you what this week's calling tip is. I don't know, for you hunters in the Northeast who are listening, there is some kind of loon or bird up there. It is a water-bound bird, and I, I have a recording of the audio of it and I'm going to figure out what it is. If you could mimic that sound, you have got one of the greatest shock gobble tools on planet Earth because every time one of those loon things made a sound when I was up in the Northeast this past couple weeks, a bird gobbled. Midday, early morning, late afternoon, whenever they cooed, I guess is the best word to use, a bird gobbled. So if you're a Northeast hunter, my calling tip is figure out how to make that loon sound. Do you think it is a red-crested, yellow-bellied, web-footed lake loon? It could be, and Barney Fife might be out there with him, but <laughs> it, I don't know what it was, man. I have it on audio somewhere. I haven't listened to it. I got to extract it, but I'm going to be manufacturing a loon call next year because I'm telling you, it would do whatever its sound was, and every time a turkey would shot gobble at it, like the most consistent, it's like thunder but in a loon. Hmm. So my calling tip is figure it out. So I guess you could also take that to to be in certain regions, figure out what makes turkey shock gobble. If you're in Hawaii, probably not owls. I don't think they have any owls. So figure out what makes them shock gobble. It might be a volcano erupting in Hawaii. Who knows? <laughs> you got to mimic that sound. But in the Northeast, if I was to go back up there, I would learn how to make that sound because it worked. Very good. Very good. Let's see if this is what you heard. Now, 
No. It was more of like a, but it wasn't an owl. I don't know. I'll find it. Was that the red bested yellow leg web footed lake loon or? Uh, No, that was, it just says loon calls on YouTube. It may not even be Uh, a loon. Peter J.H. I don't know. It may not even be a loon. I'll figure it out. I just assumed it was a loon. Well, I don't know. And for everyone listening who doesn't know about the red-crested, yellow-bellied, web-footed lake loon, here is that call. Wait a minute. You know what kind of bird that was? A lake loon. Probably a web-footed, red-crested lake loon. Now, where would a web-footed, red-crested lake loon be heading? Toward the lake. Toward the lake. Don't you understand? You see, instead of just sitting there, you got to use all your senses. That's nature's pointer. We just follow that sound, and it's a shortcut home. Gosh, Barney. Come on, let's get started. The sound came from right over. You're right again, from that lake. Right. Yeah. I mean, that that's turkey hunting right there. Yeah, if you had that out there, you'd, you'd find them for sure. What direction did the sound come from? The lake. That area over there. So that's using woodsmanship, Barney Five style. And yes, I guess I threw in the yellow-bellied part of that, but I like my <laughs> my name for that lake loon better than Barney's. Yeah, me too. But yeah. anyway, there's yeah. your call and tip of the week. I guess in a broad spectrum, figure out what turkeys gobble at in your region, yeah. not just crows and owls. Very cool. Awesome. So let's do this again next week. This was fun. Let's do it again. Maybe we'll have uh, Scott McDonald on. Yeah, that sounds like a good time. He might tell us about a turkey he put the whack in on next week. That sounds like a a good idea. Let's do that. So that's all we've got for you guys for this week. However, I do have a favor to ask of you this week, and that is to please share this week's episode using the share feature in your podcast player application. And if you would share that with a couple of hunting buddies via text message that would be a huge help for cameron and me and it really helps to get the word out about the show it takes you probably 10 seconds to do very easy and we would be appreciative of that and also i have to say thank you guys so much for tuning in this week we know that you have choices we appreciate you spending your time with us we hope you have a wonderful and safe week and we look forward to seeing you guys again next week goodbye goodbye Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.